On today's Winning Cures Everything, it is week 11 picks. No fluff. We just dive right into it. We ain't talking Michigan. We ain't talking any of that kind of stuff. We're going to talk the games, and I got 20 of them that we're going to go over today. So let's not waste time. Let's get to it. It's football. I've been watching it for 40 years. Are you kidding me? You're listening to Winning Cures Everything. Game day, baby. Wake up or get out. Here's your host. A confident young man. A superb athlete. Gary Seegers. All right. Let's dive into this bad boy. Let's see what we got going on today. Uh, this is when it cures everything. I'm your host, Gary Seegers, of course. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at GaryWCE. I am on Twitter at Winning Cures. If you want to support the show, you can become a member. Closer to the end of the season, we're going to have some members only stuff uh, once we get a few more of you guys in there. But, uh, uh, you know, the singing car guy has already signed up, etc. So you could too. If you want to support the show in other ways, besides doing the YouTube thing, you can also go to buymeacoffee.com slash winningcures, and uh, you'll get my projections for the week. Uh, now we're doing the last four-week projections, and we're doing the full game projections. So buymeacoffee.com slash winningcures over there. And, uh, and if you want to know my plays every week, follow me on Telegram. You go to your browser, t.me slash garywce. Uh, or just on Telegram, just search for Gary WCE, and uh, and you can subscribe to my feed over there. So, uh, lots to get to today. You guys are uh, you guys are fantastic. I see Mike Mack already in the chat. Uh, he he said the man, the legend, Gary Seegers. Uh, yeah, and then he said this is a big week for me. Uh, here's hoping. Here's hoping. I mean, we got a lot of stuff to discuss. Uh, let's go ahead and. Da, 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 da. Let's go ahead and do this. I didn't get to do a preview earlier in the week, so we'll start off with uh, this one here. And that would be, where is college game day going for week number 12? ESPN, this week, right before rivalry week, they tend to have issues coming up with where they should originate the show, right? And there are a few options that I think would be really good for them, Um uh, if they want to go back out to the Pac-12, obviously, like this Arizona story is a lot of fun. If Utah gets a win at Washington, Arizona handles business against Colorado, that could be a lot of fun going to Tucson, right? So that's one. If Washington handles Utah, well, then you got an undefeated national championship contender in Washington going to Corvallis, where Oregon State is, what, like 15-1 and against the spread at home in the last two, three years, whatever it is? I mean, they do not lose in Corvallis. That's a night game. I mean, it's, that's, a, that's nightmare fuel for Washington. Um, but then I got two other options. Now, my guess is they're probably going to go to Knoxville if Tennessee beats Missouri and if Georgia beats Ole Miss, right? And all of this hinges on what happens this weekend. But if we can get UNLV to handle Wyoming and we get Air Force to take care of business on the island, UNLV at Air Force looks like a lot of fun. Like, that could be a really good Mountain West game. Uh, if you want to do something completely different, go out to the Air Force Academy. I mean, that, you want to talk about a place where they would be ramped up? Yeah, that would be the one. 
That would be the one. James S. jumps in the chat. He said, yo, Fresno State plus one, Arkansas minus two and a half, and Michigan minus four and a half. A lot of favorites there. A lot of favorites other than Fresno, who the line just continues to move. Uh, but regardless. Uh, so with ESPN game day, my guess is they probably go to Knoxville. That's an easier drive from Bristol, so the equipment truck can get there a little bit easier. If you want the best atmosphere, I would go to Air Force. Now, you need UNLV to handle Wyoming, and you need uh, Air Force to handle Hawaii. But that's where I would go. My guess, they're probably going to go to Knoxville. It's not unprecedented that they go to the same or go see the same team two weeks in a row, right? So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, Don't forget about Three Dog Thursday. Of course, every Thursday right here on the channel, 2 p.m. Central Time. And, uh, of course, the BetUS College Football Show. Every Tuesday and Wednesday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, that's where you can find my official plays and whatnot. This is kind of the spillover, right? So winning cures everything. I go through all the games that we didn't discuss over there, and you'll find the links in the description along with the games that we covered over there. Uh, But that way, if you want to know about one of those games, you go over to the BetUS College Football Show. Very easy to do. We, We talked about 40 games over there this week, and now I'm talking about 20 more games. So 60 games total that I'm covering this week. Pretty wild. All right. Let's uh, let's get into it. Let's get into it. I don't even remember what the picks record is. You can go to... There's a link in the description, so you can go check out what the picks record is. Uh, it's about 50-50, somewhere around there. So these picks, my leans here, uh, they're about 50-50. So nothing too crazy on that. Game number one. And let's go on and, and dive into this thing. Eh, maybe I need to change the time. Change the time. All right, Friday night, North Texas heads to SMU. Uh, SMU is a 17-point home favorite, total of 67.5. And, and let's pull up the numbers here. It's 8 p.m. Uh, Central Time on ESPN2. And, yeah, uh, this is... This is an interesting game because we know that North Texas's offense can absolutely like roll, right? Chandler Rogers has done a fantastic job with this team. He transferred in from ULM. We've talked about it multiple times. They are 5 and 0 against the spread in conference. And part of that is because they keep getting these, you know, insanely big lines. The issue here, like SMU is really, really good. These are full season stats that you're looking at on the screen right now. North Texas's defense is awful, but their offense is really good. SMU's defense, really, really good. However, uh, the offense hadn't been great for like the full season. Um, let's go on and pull up the last four, and I'll just pull it up full screen so you can see it a little bit better. The offense has gotten better as far as the passing game is concerned. North Texas's defense has gotten just a touch better uh, over the past four weeks. The issue for SMU is Preston Stone is questionable, right? The quarterback, if he's out, uh, I don't think that the backups are as good as the starter right now. The starter took a lot of time to work his way into into this. So, you know, I, I wonder... I just wonder about it. I just wonder uh, if I have to lean a certain way, if if it's questionable that Preston Stone does not play or if he comes in and he's not himself or something, I think North Texas can hang around in this. This is a look-ahead spot for SMU. 
Uh, they play at Memphis next week. They have been rolling through the schedule. And while my numbers say SMU minus 25, uh, the line has gone up, et cetera, because it was, I think it opened at 15, but that was because they thought that Stone might not play. Now it's like, hey, he's questionable. Maybe he plays. Uh, I don't know if he's going to get cleared by Friday night. And I think they can still win this game even without him. But if I've got to go a certain way, uh, I'm going to take North Texas. Like, that's that's my... I think i got to take North Texas here just based on the quarterback, right? I think Chandler Rogers is going to be able to do at least a little bit. Uh, this defense over the past four weeks, number one against the pass, number one passing success rate, number three passing explosiveness. However, you got to look at who they've played. And they hadn't played a passing offense like this. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. But if I've got to lean a certain way, uh, if I don't know about the SMU quarterback, that is the direction that I'm going to go. So, that's, uh, yeah, give me North Texas plus the 17. We will stay on Friday night. And Wyoming heads to Allegiant Stadium to take on UNLV. UNLV is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. A uh, total of 51 on this one. It's 9.45 p.m. Central Time, God's Time Zone on FS1. And, uh, and hey, let's pull up some numbers here. What do you say? Full season numbers like UNLV by 7.7. Now, the power rating uh, has actually got UNLV by a little less than one point in this one. But statistically, uh, yeah, UNLV, uh, I mean, a touchdown favorite. That's that's pretty wild. Uh, You start looking at this Wyoming defense, it's not great. They can't really stop the pass. UNLV, number 28 in passing success rate for the full season. Uh, Wyoming's defense, number 110. This Wyoming team, I've said it on the BetUS show a thousand times. It reminds me of 2021 Northern Illinois. It makes no sense how they are able to win as many games as they do. This team is 6-0 at home in Laramie, and away from home, they are 0-3. I mean, look at the five factors down here. Uh, you can't see it on there. I'll pull it up right here. Um, UNLV is significantly better in the five factors. I mean, it is not even remotely close. Let's look over the last four weeks. My number's like UNLV by almost 11 here. Uh, UNLV, I mean, they are a covering machine. It, it, is, it is pretty wild. Uh, but over the last four weeks, you see this. Number 93, five factors plus talent rank for Wyoming. And for UNLV, they are number 44. So raw five rack or five factors, uh, UNLV is number thirty four. So the talent actually drops UNLV down a little bit and actually boosts Wyoming, which is incredible, just absolutely wild. But regardless, um, you look at these numbers. I mean, this defense for Wyoming they can't stop the run, and it's not that UNLV is great at running the ball. They do it a lot, but they're not great at it. Look at the standard downs PPA. UNLV is going to be able to stay ahead of the chains. Like it's, they're number forty-one in standard down success rate. Wyoming is number one nineteen. Uh, standard downs PPA predicted points added. UNLV over the last four weeks number twenty-four. Wyoming uh, is number one twenty-five on defense. I mean, it is just, it's remarkable. It it really is. It's uh, it's a a big difference here. I'm going to take UNLV. I like UNLV uh, minus the five and a half here. I think. I think this team is rolling, 
and it's going to set up a massive game against Air Force next week. So I'm pumped about that. Uh, let's see. Mike Mack said, going to be a great game. I wouldn't give Wyoming a touchdown, though. Wyoming is not good on the road. They're just not. We saw this against Boise. Do you think UNLV or Boise is better this year? And Boise smashed them, 32-7. to uh, Let's see. Gohan Saga won, I think. My man, do I take Louisville to cover or what? Not at this number. 21 and a half? No, no, no. Uh, I'd probably lean Virginia, but, man, I'd stay away from that game. Personally, I would stay away from that one. All right. We continue on, and we move to Saturday. Maryland heads to Nebraska. Nebraska, a two-point home dog, total of 43 and a half. This one's at 11 a.m. Central Time on Peacock. And uh, let's let's look at some numbers. Obviously, I mean, Nebraska's got, what, like nine starters down on offense? I mean, it's just putrid. For the full season, this would have Maryland favored by 4.06, just based on stats. Um, this is garbage time thrown out, by the way. So these are non-garbage time statistics. Uh, Nebraska uh, power rated as a five-point dog to Maryland. Uh, but again, this is full season, etc. It's a bit of a mess. The Nebraska offense, yikes. But the defense, you know, is okay. Defense is not uh, is not terrible. Uh, actually, they're they're really good. Number twenty in predicted points added per drive. Uh, it's just that that offense is number one hundred three. Maryland, very middle of the road with everything. Right, number sixty in PPA per drive on offense, number 61 PPA per drive on defense, but this is the full season. So you've got two teams that are very similar when it comes to the five factors plus talent rank. Uh, yeah, that's that's certainly something to pay attention to. Uh, neither team commits a bunch of penalties. Uh, you look at turnover margin, I mean, it is terrible for Nebraska, but a lot of that had to do with early in the season. So let's pull up the last four weeks and this thing flips like crazy because Maryland has just completely dropped down. And yes, some of it has to do with who they've played, but this Maryland team has just lost the plot. They are completely inept. Uh, they can't stop the run, or they can't run the ball, excuse me. Um, they Even passing the ball, they're number 84 in PPA per pass. Look at this metric here. Havoc rate. So, Nebraska's defense in the last four weeks is number five in Havoc created. Maryland's offense, number 125 in Havoc allowed. I mean, that is a disaster. Um, And the one thing that Maryland is really good at, you know, on passing downs, uh, passing down success rate and whatnot, they're number 27 on offense in the past four weeks. Nebraska's defense is number one. So... I don't know that Maryland's going to score a ton of points. But on the other side, I mean, it's not like Nebraska is all that great at, at doing anything on offense. I mean, it's a it's an absolute mess over here. So what I do see is Nebraska likes to run the ball. They're running the ball 64% of the time, somewhere around there, 65. Um, but they're number 104 in rushing success rate. But something that they might be able to have a little bit of success with uh, is because – they're explosive running the ball, number 47 in rushing explosiveness over the last four weeks. Uh, Maryland's defense is number 60 in that. But Nebraska's offensive line, stuff rate allowed, they're number 14, even with injuries, etc. They're number 38 in offensive line yards. I think they'll be able to get a push here. 
So both teams need this one for a bowl game. I, yeah, I I think I think that I'm going to go with Nebraska to cover here. Uh, I know that that sounds bananas, but plus the two and a half, maybe we can get a three at some point. Um, but even plus two and a half for show purposes, I'm going to roll with the Cornhuskers at home. I think they can get this thing done. Uh, Maryland falling off the face of the planet. Mike Mack jumped in. Maryland fell off the last month, but it's a tough conference. Yeah. And, uh, and he also said Nebraska is hit and miss. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Uh, but that's uh, some of these teams are not worth betting on, to be completely honest. But it is what it is. All right, I got to pick up the pace. Pick up the pace. Uh, moving along, Virginia Tech heads to Boston College ACC showdown. This one's 11 a.m. Central Time, God's Time Zone, on the ACC Network. Boston College now a one and a half point dog at home. Total of 49 on this one, and we'll pull this thing up. Full season numbers have got Boston College favored by 2.35. Now, this might be a bit of a letdown spot because Boston College did get bowl eligible last week. Virginia Tech is still fighting to get there. So, motivation maybe in favor of Virginia Tech. Uh, but you start to look at these full season numbers, uh, number 68 in PPA margin for BC, number 80 for Virginia Tech. The BC offense, actually pretty good on the year. Uh, not great passing the ball, but, you know, they are explosive. Uh, the Virginia Tech defense does not allow explosive passes. Uh, but they do allow explosive runs. And Thomas, uh, Thomas Castellanos, uh, the quarterback for BC, like, he leads that rushing game. Uh, you saw it against Syracuse last week. But, you know, Virginia Tech, number 45 in rushing success rate allowed, but they're number 122 in rushing explosiveness allowed. On the other side, of course... We've got a really bad BC defense, especially against the pass. Uh, Drones, the new quarterback for Virginia Tech, not great throwing the ball, uh, but it is what it is. Now, these are full season numbers. Let's, uh, let's go on and swap it over, and let's look at the last four weeks. And Boston College, an even bigger favorite here, uh, number 15 in PPA margin against number 26. These are two pretty good teams, and I think a lot of this switched based on what happened to Virginia Tech last week, because those numbers got out of hand pretty quick. Uh, Boston College has played a, uh, a much easier schedule, we'll say. Uh, you start looking at net explosiveness. Neither one of these teams very explosive over the past four weeks. PC number 117, Virginia Tech number 125 in net explosiveness. Um, both teams not great as far as points per play on offense, uh, but really good on defense. So I wouldn't expect a ton of points here. Uh, there's a reason why this total is at 49 on this. My projected total over the past four weeks is like 40 and a half. Uh, we'll see, though, because, it, yes, these are opponent-adjusted, but how much can you adjust based on the fact that Virginia Tech's played some tougher teams and Boston College has played uh, a Syracuse team that fell off and UConn and et cetera, right? So I look at this, and these are two pretty good teams Virginia Tech significantly better at stopping the run now than they were uh, but I I think that I'm going to have to go with Boston College at home even with the motivation being in Virginia Tech's favor uh, I will take BC as the home dog on that one next up on the board we head over to Kansas 
Texas Tech heads to Kansas. They go to Lawrence. And uh, Kansas, a four-point favorite, total of 62 on this. It's 11 a.m. Central Time, God's Time Zone, on FS1. And we look at the numbers. Full season numbers, I've got Kansas favored by 3.81. Power rating has Texas Tech actually favored by one point. Uh, but, yeah, the spread here, Kansas by four. When I when I published the spread, Kansas was uh, – or when I published the sheet, Kansas was a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, you look at the PPA margin, Kansas number 24, Texas Tech number 70. Uh, a lot This Kansas defense is just not good at all, and yet the offense is good enough to make up for it. Right, number four in PPA per pass on the season, number 26 in predicted points added per rush. Texas Tech, uh, number 50 against the run, number 55 against the pass, but you start looking at some of the other metrics, and, I mean, it's it ain't good, right? We'll just say that. They're number 55 PPA per drive allowed on defense. Uh, Kansas, though, is number 105. I mean, it's just brutal. Absolutely. Look at all that red. If you're watching on YouTube, yes. That's a lot of red. Uh, Kansas can't stop the run. Texas Tech loves to run the ball. Yes, that's uh, that's what we're looking at. Now, the five factors, uh, Kansas a heavy, heavy favorite as far as the five factors. But let's swap it over. Let's pull up the full screen. And over the past four weeks, this is where it gets weird, trying to bet on or against Texas Tech. Looks like Morton, the quarterback, is back. Um. So these numbers might be a little screwy. Doesn't help the defensive numbers, obviously. The defensive numbers, number 108, predicted points added allowed per drive over the past four weeks. Uh, Kansas, their defense has actually improved a little bit, and that even includes playing, you know, Oklahoma, et cetera, right? So uh, you start to break this stuff down. On defense, Kansas actually pretty good against the pass, Um Texas Tech has not been running the ball nearly as much. Only 46% over the last four weeks. Uh, But, man, Kansas is so bad at stopping the run. I would imagine that Texas Tech is going to, at some point, uh, try and and run the ball on this Kansas State, or sorry, uh, this uh, this Kansas defensive line. Um, Mike Mack jumped in. He said... uh, Kansas is short some talent on that side of the ball, but they're turning in a good direction. Uh, and he said, Texas Tech is so up and down, I don't know what to think of them this season. And Derek jumped in. He said, Texas Tech seems sneaky good in this spot. So that's the situation, right? Kansas is actually competing for potentially a Big 12 title berth. They would own the tiebreaker over Oklahoma. Um, they don't own the tiebreaker over Oklahoma State, but if you can get Oklahoma State beat twice, then... Okay, and, you know, the Cowboys are only a, what, three-point favorite, I think, right now at UCF, so it's not out of the question. But regardless, um, explosiveness certainly favors Kansas here, uh, but Texas Tech is still pretty explosive. You know, over the past four weeks, Kansas number one in that explosiveness. Uh, Texas Tech is number 25. I, I know that this number says eight, but Texas Tech having their quarterback back, I think, is a big deal. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take Texas Tech as the dog here. Uh, and look at me starting off with four, yeah, four out of five underdogs to start off with here. But yeah, that's that's what I'm gonna roll with is the Red Raiders plus the four. I think this ends up being about a field goal game. Uh, I know Kansas has you know some motivation and whatnot, but Texas Tech 
even on the road. I think they're going to be fine here because I think they'll be able to score on that Kansas defense. It's going to be interesting. Like this is a, it feels like one of the most coin flip kind of bets against the spread that you could possibly make. So I think Kansas wins. I think four points might be too much, which is absolutely wild to say, but I think it's a field goal game. So we will uh, we will move ahead. Let me, uh, oh, first, if you haven't already liked the video, do me that favor. And of course, subscribe if you have not subscribed. Make sure and check out the Bet U.S. College Football Show Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Uh, you can go back and see the ones that we've already done. You guys know what's up. That's Mike Mack said, wow, tech, huh? <laughs> Look, I just think it's going to be a tight ball game. That's what I think. Texas Tech coming back uh, with the quarterback. I, I think this is a pretty decent team. So that's the way that I'm going to lean here. Uh, let's see. Next on the board. And I can't spend as long on these as I have been, so we got to roll it. Uh, Old Dominion goes to Liberty, and Liberty is a 13.5-point favorite, total of 59.5 on this one. It's uh, 12 p.m. Central Time on ESPN+. And, yeah, Liberty by 13.5. This Old Dominion defense is pretty good. It's pretty good. And, you know, you start to look at strength of schedule and stuff like that. Yeah, Old Dominion strength of schedule is number 114, but... I still feel like they have played just significantly tougher teams than Liberty has. Uh, this Liberty offense is absolutely rolling. Like, they are they are rolling right now. Number eight, PPA per drive uh, on offense this year. Number two, PPA per pass. Number 12, PPA per rush. But that old Dominion team, like, it, what, what Liberty wants to do is run the ball. On the season, they run it over 66% of the time. When you look at what Old Dominion does, I mean, they are number nine in PPA allowed per rush. I mean, that's pretty wild. Now, we can go back and look over the past four weeks. So let's go on and do that. And over the past four weeks, it would have Liberty favored by 11.54. Now, Old Dominion has not been as good, but this also includes them playing against James Madison and whatnot. So it's it's a pretty big deal. Uh Offensive success rate, Liberty is number one. Old Dominion has kind of started to get things rolling on offense. So I I look at this. I know the five factors certainly favor Liberty and whatnot, but, man, it's such a big difference between uh, Liberty playing basically like the last play strength of schedule in the country and what Old Dominion has gone up against. And I still – I know the numbers aren't as good over the past four weeks – I still like this Old Dominion defense. Like, I still think that they'll be able to uh, to stop the run a little bit. So I'm uh, I'm going to count on them to be able to keep this within, like, the 13 and a half. I, I just – I feel like the number is inflated a little bit because too many people have been, have been riding Liberty here lately. So give me Old Dominion plus the 13 and a half. I was hoping we could get a 14. Does not appear that's going to be the case. Is what it is. Next up – Arizona heads to Colorado. Arizona is a 10-and-a-half-point road favorite. Now you want to talk about a wagon. I mean, that's a team that has absolutely been rolling. Total is 55 on this. It's 1 p.m. Central Time on the Pac-12 Network. And full season numbers would have Arizona favored by about seven. You know, about a touchdown here. Offensive numbers certainly um, better than the defensive numbers. But regardless... Like, the defense is still pretty good for Arizona. Number 26 PPA margin. Colorado is number 93. Uh, 
defense per drive, like defensive PPA per drive, Colorado is number 123. I mean, it's putrid. It is it is rough. Uh, but, man, that is just, just absolutely crazy stuff. Uh, success rate for Arizona, number five in the country. I mean, that's this stuff is wild. These, this team is awesome. Let's look over the last four weeks, though. That's where Noah Fafita has been the quarterback the entire time. They're number 12 in offensive success rate. The defense has fallen off, number 108 in defensive success rate. But they are number 52 in defensive PPA per drive. So even if the success rates aren't great, and they're not great at stopping the rush and all that, it's not going to hurt them here. Like, it's, uh, yeah, rushing success rate allowed, number 127 for Arizona's defense. But it ain't going to hurt them against Colorado, who only runs the ball 30% of the time. Now, on offense, Arizona, past four weeks, not great at running the ball. Again, if they do try and run it here, which they only run it 43% of the time, um, it's not going to matter because Colorado can't stop it. Like, Colorado can't stop anything. Like, this this Colorado team, and somehow they have come back to get backdoor covers multiple times. Multiple times. It is absolutely insane how they continue to do this. They they did it against Oregon State. They did it against UCLA. Uh, I don't think that Arizona lets their foot off the gas, right? Jed Fish looks at this as a chance to get a leg up in the recruiting game, and he is big on acquiring talent. That's how he has built this team. That's how he's going to continue to build the team. I know that this thing is past 10 and a half. Until Arizona does not cover, I'm going to ride Arizona. And I think I would imagine a lot of people will do the same thing. But, yeah, I'm I'm doing the same thing again. Give me Arizona minus the 10.5. They ain't going to let up like UCLA or uh, whoever else did, right? So I, I just I think Arizona is a different kind of cat. Next on the board, NC State heads to Wake Forest. ACC battle, of course, uh, this one 1 p.m. Central Time on the CW. That's right. Uh, Wake Forest is a 2.5 point home dog here total of 43 and a half and the numbers say that nc state should be favored by seven and a half for the full season that nc state defense has really gotten it going number 13 ppa per drive allowed uh wake forest really does nothing well on offense at least for the full season right now i know some of you are going to talk about hey um what is the issue here like MJ Morris decided he's going to redshirt. You go back and you look at MJ Morris's numbers. He has not been that good. I know that he's got three wins in really big games, but he wasn't great in those games. Okay, throwing interceptions didn't really have many tur- like touchdowns. Like it's, I think they won based on their defense, not so much because of MJ Morris. I, he might have been a calming presence, but let's not go crazy. I don't. I don't downgrade NC State a bunch just based on losing MJ Morris. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm uh I'm I'm a little surprised uh at how much the line moved based on MJ Morris, right? Uh so full season NC State by seven and a half. Now over the past four weeks, NC State by more than ten. The offense still number 113 PPA per drive over the past four weeks. Yeah. Like, it is that bad. 
That's that's the past four weeks. That's only MJ Moore's plan. So, why are they favored by this much? Well, because, my God, Wake Forest's offense is terrible. Number 95 PPA per pass going against NC State's number 10 ranked defense. And Wake Forest number 119 PPA per rush going against the number 46 PPA per rush defense. I, you go and you look at the other side, yeah, if if NC State decides that they just want to run the ball, which they over the past four weeks they've not been good at, so they haven't done it all that much. Um, but Wake Forest defense is actually pretty good there. Uh, you, you've got a massive turnover advantage for NC State. You've got a, a big-time penalties per game advantage for Wake Forest. Uh, but when you start looking at five factors and all that, like it's, it's pretty obvious that NC State should be favored here, even on the road. And I know NC State on the road is hardly ever a good bet. But that's what I'm going to do because this Wake Forest team is bad. So give me NC State, and, uh, and let's hope. Let's hope. Fingers crossed. But uh, I hope nothing crazy happens. I hope we don't get a bunch of special teams turnovers and whatever else. Uh, we move over to the AAC. And Memphis heads to Charlotte. Charlotte, a nine-point home dog. Total of 51 and a half. Uh, this one's 1 p.m. Central Time on, that's right, ESPN Plus, the streamer. That's right, you got to have your internet connection working. Uh, I know you're asking, Gary, how did this line move from 12 all the way down to 9? What are we doing? Well, one, I'll go ahead and pull up the numbers and show you. Uh, and two, Seth Hennigan, the Memphis quarterback, is apparently questionable this week. Now, I didn't see him get hurt last week. But, you know, they put up 59 points on South Florida. He might just be really tired because he threw for a bajillion yards and a ton of touchdowns. So maybe he's just exhausted. Possibly. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but who knows? I don't I don't know what the injury situation is there, but I know that he is questionable. Uh, so I, I hear that they're saying that, you know, teams are uh, – uh, they're saying that he's probably going to play, but we'll see. Uh, but this one's on the road for Memphis. Power rating has got Charlotte as a 15-point underdog here. Uh, based on stats, full season, I've got Memphis minus 11.63. little bit surprising. little bit surprising. Uh, PPA margin number 38 for the Tigers, uh, number 98 for Charlotte. So predicted points added uh, certainly skews the Tigers' way. Their offense, uh, really good. Really good. Uh, but the defense, full season, they're number 50. Defensive PPA per drive. Let's uh, see, this offense is fantastic. And this defense for Charlotte, actually really good as well, uh, especially against the pass. But you start to uh, dive into the last four weeks, and all of a sudden, Memphis by 881 and that's because this Memphis defense is not very good. Number 111 defensive PPA per drive. That's right. Full season, they're number 50. Over the last four weeks, they're number 111. That's a big difference. Big time difference. Um, now, it may not hurt them too bad because Charlotte's offense is putrid. Number 99 PPA per drive on offense over the past four weeks. Uh, but yeah, this Memphis offense going against this defense for Charlotte, if the running back is healthy, uh, what's his name? Blake something. Uh, <laughs> Mike Max said, I'm exhausted too. Uh, Derek said, this Memphis defense sucks. Yeah. Um, look, 
I think Memphis is going to be able to run the ball on these guys. Uh, the kid that transferred over from Old Dominion is really good. He can catch the ball out of the backfield, but he's also just really good uh, overall. Standard Downs PPA, Memphis number 13. Standard Downs success, they're number 20. Uh, Charlotte's defense is good in the spot, but you start to look at the five factors, and that includes field position, uh, explosivity, uh, all, all all the different metrics, right? And you've got a huge advantage for Memphis over the past four weeks. I mean, it's just a it's night and day difference. Memphis number thirty six in five factors plus talent. Uh, Charlotte number one thirteen. It's a big difference. So if this number was still twelve, I'd probably lean Charlotte. This thing's gotten under ten now. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the shot with the favorite here because I think Memphis, as much as they don't cover as a favorite, uh, I think the number just got a little too short. And I know the stats say something different, but the the explosiveness, I think, is a massive difference here. Uh, I think Memphis is going to be able to hit some big plays. And so that's, uh, that's the way that I'm going to roll on this one. Give me Memphis minus nine. This is, uh, this is the kind of game where Memphis puts up a bunch of points. I know they got SMU next week, but if I don't think Charlotte's going to be able to score even on this Memphis defense. I don't know that Charlotte could really score on air. So, is what it is. Uh, let's go on and hit this next one. And then, again, I have to pick up the pace. I have to go faster. Baylor heads to Kansas State. Kansas State, a 20-and-a-half point home favorite. Total of 55 on this one. And it's 2 p.m. Central Time on ESPN+. Plus. That's right, streamer, again. Okay. Full season stats have got Kansas State by 20.10, which is pretty much in line with a 20 and a half. Uh, the total of 50, 55 right now, uh, my projected total is 47.76, so I'm under quite a bit. And a big part of that is because I don't think that Baylor is going to be able to score. On the full season... Kansas State is number 17 in PPA margin. Baylor is number 113. This Baylor team is big level bad. I mean, it's it's bad. It's bad. Uh, number 112 PPA per pass on defense for Baylor. Number 115 PPA per rush. And that's the scary part is this whole section right here for the full season. Kansas State is really good at running the ball, and Baylor is really bad at defending it. I mean, it's just, it, it it's terrifying. Terrifying. Points per play margin, Kansas State number 14, Baylor number 115. Uh, both teams really good in penalties per game. Both teams really good points per play. Uh, or sorry, turnover margin and uh, penalties per game. Excuse me. Um, five factors plus talent. Like, it just, how about this raw five factors, not including the talent rankings and whatnot. Kansas State is number four. And Baylor's number 120. Put it up so you can see it on the screen. Number four against number 120. Now, that's for the full season. Let's look over the last four weeks. Last four weeks, I would have Kansas State favored by 21.6. And the five factors now, number seven, number 71. So, Baylor's actually gotten a little bit better. But I think Mike Mack jumped in. He said... uh. Kansas State is head and shoulders over Baylor. Uh, it is what it is. <laughs> Dom jumps in. Is Alabama whooping them boys this weekend? I think so. 
I think so. But regardless, uh, look, staying on this one, let me tell you, I'm going to ride Kansas State. I like Kansas State. I like the Wildcats. I just I don't see where Baylor has any kind of an advantage on offense or on defense. They can't stop them at all. Uh, they might be able to break some explosive runs, maybe. But Baylor only runs the ball 39% of the time over the past four weeks. So I got I got nothing. I got nothing there. Give me Kansas State. Uh, if it's under three touchdowns, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. All right. Let me go on and tell you. I know that you enjoy buying tickets. And we have got the solution for you guys to save some money while you're trying to buy tickets. Look, we took the boy to go see uh, Bluey live or whatever, the big play or whatever it's called. Uh, and those things are pretty expensive, right? So for three tickets, it's over 100 bucks easily. Uh, but you, you may want to go see Tyler Childers. You may want to go to some of these big-time football games. we got big-time bowl games going on. We're getting close to the playoff. Rivalry week is just in a couple of weeks. These things are expensive. And if you want to save money buying your tickets, go to TicketSmarter.com or use the Ticket Smarter mobile app. That's the easiest way to do it because you can put in the promo code WCE10 or WCE20, and it's going to save you money. WCE10 is going to give you 10 bucks off an order of $100 or more, and it's not a one-time thing. You see it on the screen. It's not one time. It's every time you go back to the app, you put in that promo code, you're going to save money. WCE20 gives you 20 bucks off of an order of $300 or more. WCE10 going to give you 10 bucks off an order of $100 or more. I have used them. It works. I know the code works because I used it, and they are fantastic. We've had other people buy them as well. Uh, had somebody that bought Sugar Bowl tickets for the playoff game. Uh, spent quite a bit of money but he saved some money using WCE20 on those. We had somebody in Vancouver, Canada buy tickets to a hockey game using WCE10. Save money on that. So do yourself a favor. Think smarter. Ticket smarter. Use the Ticket Smarter mobile app or go to TicketSmarter.com. If you hadn't already, like the video for me. Would certainly appreciate that. I appreciate you guys jumping in and hanging out with me. Uh, the BetUS show, a little bit different. This is much more amateur hour, but I have fun with this. Uh, we reached over 10,000 subscribers this year. I've been building up this channel for years at this point, uh, and it's really taken off, and I appreciate you guys for being here. So thank you for uh, for joining in on the chat and whatnot. You guys are fantastic. All right, next on the board. Let's see. Where are we time-wise? Whew, I'm going to be late. All right, Minnesota heads to Purdue. Purdue is a one-point favorite, total of 46.5 on this one. Uh, 2.30 p.m. Central Time on NBC. Well, you know NBC is really appreciative that they got that contract, right? Whew, this is an ugly, ugly ball game. Um, I, I don't, I have no idea how Purdue is favored in this game. I went and looked up injury reports. I looked up all kind of stuff. I can't, I can't figure this out. Uh, full season, I've got Minnesota favored by four points. Like, that's... Uh, that's it. Like I, I mean, that's for the full season. So how do we have Purdue favored in the spot? I, I can't figure that out. Um, you know, maybe. All right. So the running back for Mich- uh, for uh, excuse me, Minnesota, is uh, questionable. Uh, we'll see if he suits up. A couple of wide receivers out. You know, etc. Like I, look, to me. This is kind of an easy one. Uh, 
Minnesota is better on defense than anything Purdue's going to throw out there. I don't know that Purdue will really be able to score here. So, <laughs> Mike Mack said they're due. Um, look, let's look over the last four weeks. All right, pull up the full screen. I've got Minnesota favored by 18, like just based on statistics over the last four weeks. The power rating has Minnesota by four. The full season stats have Minnesota favored by four. The stats over the past four weeks is Minnesota minus 18. And yeah, we we say, you know, they're due. But do you bet on a team being due? Like, I, I wouldn't want to put my money on that. This defense for Minnesota, look at this, number number five PPA per rush, and they're number 43 PPA per pass over the past five, or excuse me, past four weeks. Now, on the other side, I mean, the, the Minnesota offense has just been dreadful. Uh, but you, I mean, look at the five factors ranks. I mean, it is night and day difference. I am, I am struggling to figure this out. Look, this this don't seem hard to me. Hey, give me Minnesota. Okay, Minnesota plus the one. Why are they an underdog? I know that it seems like the line stinks, right? And sometimes when the line, I did this with BYU because it didn't make sense for TCU to be favored by nearly a touchdown over them. Um, but I just I can't see it. I don't see it at all. Makes no sense to me. No sense. All right. Carrying on, Oklahoma State heads to UCF. This one's uh, one of our Big 12 specials here, and it's uh, 2.30 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. Uh, Oklahoma State is a two-and-a-half-point favorite right now on the road. Total of 64. It got up to three. There was a lot of buyback, etc. That's the way it goes. So let's pull up the numbers. For the full season, Oklahoma State is favored by 9.4. And you would think, oh, man, like Oklahoma State has been playing a lot better lately. Uh, let's take a look at those numbers, right? Because this the full season, UCF, number 124 PPA per rush allowed. That's not good against Ollie Gordon. But if you look, this is full season, and you'll see that Oklahoma State is just number 54 in PPA per rush. They're only number 73 in rushing success rate. Okay, well, let's let's see what Oklahoma State has looked like over the past four weeks. Oh, okay, so now Oklahoma State's only favored by 3.16. Um, what happened? Well, the rushing success rate is still number 67. Oklahoma State is still throwing it more than they run it. Uh, they are number one in rushing explosiveness. UCF is number 105. Yes, that does terrify me for sure. But UCF really good against the pass. Let's look at the UCF offense. They're number 22 PPA per pass over the past four weeks. Oklahoma State's defense is number 122. There's there's ways that UCF can attack this Oklahoma State defense. And you start looking at things like turnover margin, et cetera. Yeah, it certainly skews Oklahoma State. But this thing is... I think, I think this is certainly a letdown spot for Oklahoma State. They may have already started punching their ticket to the Big 12 title game, all that. So this is a tricky spot, for sure. However, um, I'm still going to ride Oklahoma State. 
Like, I know it may seem dumb. It really might. But I, I think this team is clicking right now. And I think they absolutely want to make it to the Big 12 championship game. I don't think they're going to let their foot off the gas. I think Ollie Gordon is going to go out and do his thing. So, give me Oklahoma State. Minus the two and a half. It's below the three. Um, and I may I may look like a fool later because all the signs were there. But I will still take the Cowboys. I trust Mike Gundy a lot more than I trust Gus Malzahn. I'll tell you that. All right. We move along in the action, and we're going to the SEC. Auburn heads to Fayetteville, Arkansas, to take on them Razorbacks. And uh, Arkansas is a two-and-a-half-point home favorite. Total of 48 on this one. 3 p.m. Central Time on the SEC Network. And, uh, hey, let's look at numbers. Let's look at numbers. Can you trust the numbers? Because Dan Enos has only been gone for one game. And, yeah, the Arkansas defense, we think, is probably about the same. But the offense looked completely different under Kenny Guyton last week. Uh, Tempo was up. KJ Jefferson seemed more comfortable. They were getting the ball out quicker. They were it, there was just a lot that was different going back to the old scheme as opposed to running this slowdown thing that Dan Enos was doing. It's it was just it was just completely different. Uh, James S jumped in. Ranked team only giving up two and a half, huh? Uh, it'd be a lot scarier for UCF if they were a ranked team getting points. So. Pay attention to those. Pay attention to those. All right, so Arkansas. Uh, based on the stats, Auburn would be favored by five points. This Auburn defense is actually like pretty good. Both of these teams have played tough strength of schedules. Um, if, if you have already played LSU this year and your numbers still look like this, on defense, number 26 PPA per pass, number 21 passing success rate allowed, um, yeah, kudos to you. And both of these have done this. Right, this Arkansas defense is still pretty good. This Auburn offense, yikes. Number 102 PPA per pass. Um, and yeah, they, they run the ball like close to 60% of the time, but they're number 57 in rushing success rate, which Arkansas's defense has an advantage there, and they're number 67 PPA per rush. Now, this is the full season stats, right? So let's look at the last four. Pull up the full screen. Still got Auburn by a little more than three points here. Uh, power rating has Auburn by four and a half points. But again, we just got the change at offensive coordinator, and Arkansas went on the road and beat Florida. Now, I don't know that Florida is better than Auburn. Uh, I don't know that Auburn's better than Florida. I think those two are pretty equal. But Arkansas is at home. They're feeling good about themselves. Uh, that is certainly something to pay attention to. So, I uh, I believe. I mean, let's see these numbers. I mean, this is this Arkansas defense over the last four weeks, number eleven in offensive line yards allowed, number thirty-one in stuff rate, and Auburn number one thirty-two in stuff rate allowed, and number one twenty-seven in offensive line yards. Yeah, they can be explosive, especially with Hunter uh, at running back, but like. I don't see it. I, they're not going to be able to score. I think Arkansas probably going to be able to score on this defense. So, yeah, uh, I think I can't believe the line has dropped down, but I'm going to take Arkansas. Arkansas minus the two and a half here. 
Feel pretty good about that. Feel pretty good about it. We moved to the Big 12, and uh, Drew jumped in. He said, new teams to the Big 12 have not fared that well in the transition, and that is true. That is true. Uh, James S. said, isn't Oklahoma State a ranked team only giving up two and a half points? That's what I'm saying. Pay attention. Yes, that's exactly what I said. I said, where you really want to watch is when it is a ranked team that is... Take Wait. Oklahoma State's favored in this game. Yeah, they're giving up points. If if Oklahoma State was getting points, that's where you would want to pay attention. Don't you mess with me, James. I'm coming for you. Good gracious. Uh, let's see. LFG said, Arky home win doesn't cover. Uh, <laughs> they're favored by two and a half. So you you are expecting a one to two point win. Uh, I'll, I'll take the I'll take the hogs. I'll take the hogs. Uh, okay, moving back over to the Big Twelve. We talked about the Big Twelve here. Um, let's uh, <laughs> let's write the time down because I'm going to be late and I've got somebody else watching the baby for a little bit. They're not going to be happy with me. Cincinnati goes to Houston. Houston is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Another one of those with the hook. Uh, total of 55 at 6 p.m. Central Time on FS1. Central Time, of course, God's time zone. And uh, whew, let's, uh, let's take a look at what's going on here. Let's, uh, let's get this thing pulled up. Two-and-a-half-point favorites for Houston. These two teams are pretty equal. Power rating has Houston by... No, power rating has Cincinnati by one and a half. Uh, statistics for the season have got Cincinnati um, as a 1.82 point dog. And that's even on the road. Um, and we'll look at the last four here in just a little bit. The Houston defense, not great over the full season. Uh, maybe, maybe Cincinnati is going to be able to run the ball on them. Uh, Cincinnati number 29 PPA per rush. Um Number 62 rushing success rate, though, and where those numbers come in is because of uh, rushing explosiveness. Excuse me. Um, Houston's defense, number 88 in rushing explosiveness allowed on the season. On the other side, Cincinnati can't stop the pass. Houston, number 74 PPA per pass, number 88 passing success rate. Well, since he's number 111 PPA per pass allowed. So that's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. Uh, But that is the full season numbers. So let's take a look over the last four. And... Well, would you look at that? Don't change a whole lot, does it? Houston minus 1.38. Houston, number 57 PPA per pass. Cincy still can't stop it, number 89. Houston does not run the ball. They run it less than 40% of the time, probably because they're number 111 in PPA per rush. Here's what you want to pay attention to. Strength of schedule. Cincy, number 75. Houston, number 28. And Cincinnati has been terrible on the road other than the game at Pitt. So, why have they been terrible on the road? Turnover margin. Not only is Cincinnati number 97 in the country at giveaways per game, giving the ball away over one and a half times per game, but also they're number 107 in takeaways. So, they don't generate turnovers either. Houston... Number 39 in turnover margin. They don't give the ball away. Uh, Houston is better in penalties per game. They don't beat themselves. Houston, number 87 in five factors plus talent rank over the past four weeks. Since he's number 101. Going back to that full season graphic. Since he was better in the early part of the season than what they have been. The Cincinnati team is bad. They're just bad. 
So I don't think you need to get more creative than that. Uh, I'll take Houston, even though the the stats will tell you that since he should probably stay in this thing, uh, Houston at home, I think they win this ballgame. I think they win this game. This is the first year for Scott Satterfield. I think Dana actually does want to keep his job. So I think Houston is going to find a way to win this ballgame. And, uh, and I like Donovan Smith. Schrodinger's quarterback. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Next up, game at number, what, 15? Michigan State heads to Ohio State. Ohio State is a 31.5-point home favorite. Total of 47.5 at 6.30 p.m. Central Time on NBC. And the full season numbers have got Ohio State by 34.52. The power rating has got them by about 29.5 up here. Um, is what it is. Power rating, a little different than stats-based model, right? So, Ohio State is number three in PPA margin on the season. Michigan State is number 103. Michigan State's offense is terrible, and Ohio State's defense is incredible. Number 132 PPA per drive on offense for um, Michigan State. Number four on defense for Ohio State. I don't know that you're going to get many bigger mismatches than this. Um, But I'm not even going to look at the full season. Let's look over the past four weeks. The Ohio State offense has dropped down a little bit. The defense is still really good. The Michigan State offense looks like it has improved as far as rankings go, uh, but they're still really, really bad. And I still don't trust their defense at all. So the number for the last four weeks is Ohio State minus 36. I When this was 30 and a half, I would have rolled with Ohio State. I don't think they run it up here. I don't see any reason for Ohio State to run up the score on this one. Um, and maybe I'm crazy. Like, I just... I, maybe you guys can help me out here. Um, because I, I just can't find what... Because I don't think that Ohio State's offense is good enough to do that. Right? So, you got, you got Michigan State, you got Minnesota, um, and then you got... Michigan after that. Why would you do why would you do anything else? Like I who knows? Uh I think the number is just a touch too high at thirty one and a half. This is if you're gonna take this game, don't take it because I told you this. Um <laughs> This is a stay away. I mean, this number's crazy. Uh but if you gotta take it in like a, a office pick 'em or something like that, if this thing's thirty one and a half take Michigan State, I think, because Ohio State's kind of used up their luck on covering games like against Rutgers last week as an 18.5-point favorite, um, covered by 19, because Rutgers went for it on 4th and 15 from like their own 10 or something. I mean, it was just bananas. Just is what it is. So I don't trust the Ohio State offense, but uh, yeah, 31.5 just a touch too much. Michigan State is terrible. They really are. But... No reason for Ohio State to run this thing up here, so we'll uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with it. Give me uh, give me Michigan State plus thirty one and a half. Uh, like the video, subscribe to the channel. You guys know all the all the stuff. Check out the Bet US show. Check out Third Dog Thursday coming up here at two p.m. Let's uh, let's move ahead. Move ahead. We got five more, and I am 
so slow today. So slow. I am just not on pace at all. Uh, Mississippi State heads to Texas A&M. A&M is an 18.5-point favorite, total of 43. It's 6.30 p.m. Central Time on ESPN2. And the numbers for the full season, like A&M, minus 16.42. The power rating has... Um, let's see. The power rating has got A&M minus 14. This is a pretty wild. Pretty wild thing. Mississippi State's defense for the full season, pretty good against the run. They're pretty bad against the pass. Number 116 PPA per pass allowed. Uh, Texas A&M's offense, number 39 PPA per pass on the full season. Let's look on the other side. State's offense, terrible. Number 116 PPA per pass. Uh, they're number 105 PPA per rush. It, they, they're not going to be able to run on Texas A&M. I just, I, I'm not seeing that. Uh, but that is over the full season, so let's pull up over the past four weeks. And over the past four weeks, it's actually improved for Mississippi State just a little bit. They're actually better against the pass now, number 52. Uh, but as far as the offense is concerned, that's a lot of red. Number 127 PPA per rush against the number 12 PPA per rush defense over the past four weeks. And as far as predicted points added per pass, Mississippi State is number 133. Uh, This is... And yet, and yet, my numbers still think that State is going to cover 18.5. So... The question comes down to motivation. Does Texas A&M want to run up the score in this spot? And I don't see where they do that, right? I think that Zach Arnett on defense can come up with something to slow down this A&M offense uh, because they hadn't been that great over the past four weeks, right? Number 72 PPA per pass, number 101 PPA per rush. State's defense is actually better, but... State has looked atrocious against Kentucky at home. They played terrible against, uh, God, I can't even remember who all they've played. That's absurd. Uh, They looked terrible against Arkansas. They got the win, but they put up seven points. They did hold Arkansas to three points, but, man, that was an Enos offense. Just stupid. Um, Look, easy enough on this one. I think that I'm going to take Mississippi State, and that has more to do with me not trusting A&M. Uh, so I'm going to trust the numbers here, and uh, and I will take Mississippi State to cover 18 and a half, uh, because why would you ever bet on Texas A&M as a favorite? Makes no sense. Why would you bet on A&M as a dog, really? But regardless, uh, it is it is what it is. We move on. We go back to the Big 12, and write our times down, of course. TCU is going to host Texas Saturday night, 6.30 p.m. Central Time, God's Time Zone, on Fox. And TCU, a 10.5-point home dog, total of 54 on this one. And full season numbers like Texas by 11.71. PPA margin, TCU number 47, Texas number 15. Uh, Texas, somewhat average, power ratings-wise, Texas favored by 13 on this one. The TCU defense has a bit of an issue as far as being able to stop the run, at least on the full season. Uh, TCU, number 118 in turnover margin. They are worse in penalties per game. They don't convert when they get into the red zone. 
course, neither does Texas, really, number 101 in red zone. But that's for the full season. Uh, but this Texas defense is where it's at, right? Like, that's number 23 PPA per drive allowed on defense. Uh, TCU on offense, number 42. But let's look over the past four weeks. All right. Past four weeks, Texas still leaning on the defense. I've got Texas by 12.89 over the past four weeks. Uh, At 10, I actually thought about taking Texas in this game, even without Quinn Ewers. Because I think they're going to be able to run the ball on TCU's defense. See, TCU number 100 PPA per rush. Now, they are number 24 in stuff rate, but they're number 75 in offensive line yards allowed. Texas number 25 in offensive line yards. They're number 13 rushing explosiveness against number 78 allowed for TCU's defense. Um, and then on the other side, TCU's not going to try and run the ball much. They're running about 30% of the time over the past four weeks. And do you trust Josh Hoover against that defense? Like, I don't. And it's it's not that the Texas passing defense is, you know, crazy. Like, they're number 79 passing success rate. But when it comes down to passing downs and havoc, like, I, I think Texas is going to be able to get after him. So, th- that's the... I think that's the matchup of the entire ballgame. Texas' defense is number four in havoc created over the past four weeks. TCU's offense is number three in havoc allowed. Is Texas going to be able to get to the quarterback? If so, this is going to be a long night for TCU. This is a revenge spot for Texas. They didn't like the way that game went down in Austin last year. Uh, I I like Joe Gillespie, the defensive coordinator at TCU. But I, I just the defense, I don't think, is going to stack up against that offensive line. I think, I think Texas just has a massive advantage in the trenches. So, we'll make this one easy. I'll take the... Uh, I'll take the favorite because they didn't look great against Kansas State last week. Still found a way to get the win. Now you're going to go up against a significantly less talented team in TCU. I know it's on the road, but I think Texas wants this one. So I think I will take them minus the 10.5. Liked it better at 10. If we're doing pick them, I still think, uh, I think I would lean Texas. That's what I would do. All right, moving to the AAC. Nope. Moving to the ACC. <laughs> Duke heads to North Carolina on Saturday night. This one is uh, 7 p.m. Central Time on the ACC Network. North Carolina, a 14.5 point favorite at home. Total of 50.5 here. And it appears Duke is down to their third string quarterback. Now, these numbers don't include injuries. Right, This is just what the team has done over the season. So let's pull it up. Full season, North Carolina would be favored by 8. Right, 7.93. Power rating has got them favored by 7.8. But let's take a look. You know, strength of schedule. Duke has certainly played a stronger strength of schedule. North Carolina, not as much. The North Carolina offense overall... For the full season, number 10 in predicted points added per drive. Uh, Number 10, predicted points added per play. Uh, The defense has been a bit of an issue, though. Uh, Especially against the run. And Duke can run the ball. So, but this is the full season, right? So, let's take a look. You know, how did we get from North Carolina favored by 7.5 or 8 
to North Carolina favored by 13 and a half. What happened? Well, I will tell you what happened. Over the past four weeks, North Carolina, stats-wise, would be favored by 16 and a half against Duke. And that is because Duke's offense has completely gone in the toilet. They are now on a third-string quarterback. Even if Riley Leonard comes back, he is a shell of himself if he can't run him around. So that's a, that's a problem. Um, and I don't believe he's coming back this week. So I think he's playing third string, whatever. Uh, look, North Carolina has looked bad. They finally got on the right side of, of the lost column last week. They got a big win over Campbell. Only gave up seven points on defense, so they felt better about themselves. But the defensive numbers, they are what they are. Number 119 PPA per pass allowed. Well, Duke can't throw the ball. They're number 125. Uh, look, North Carolina number 91 PPA per rush allowed. Excuse me, PPA allowed per rush. Uh, Duke's offense is number 73. Duke can't score. But on the other side, North Carolina's offense can score. Number 29 PPA per pass to number 79. Number six, PPA per rush to number 48. North Carolina found some tools. Like, I'm, I'm all over it. Let's see, Dom said Ewers is starting. Ah, good. Okay, so my Texas minus 10 and a half. Yeah, probably roll with that. Uh, <laughs> LFG said UNC's D issue a bit. Um, look, it is an issue. <laughs> it's, it's certainly an issue. But, uh, but I don't think it will be in this game. Because I don't think that the Blue Devils are going to be able to put up points. So, uh, that makes it easy for us. One team can score. The other one can't. And it's less than two touchdowns. I'll take North Carolina minus the 13 and a half. All right. Two more. And let's get out of here. Da, 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 da. Like the video if you haven't already. You guys are fantastic. Thank you. Uh, next up. Iowa State heads to BYU. You know I had to talk about Brigham Young. I had to. I had to. Uh, BYU is an eight-point home dog with a total of 41 and a half. It's 9.15 p.m. Central Time on F... No, sorry, ESPN. That's right. That's right. So, pull up the numbers. Full season would only have Iowa State favored by a little less than three points. But, a little birdie told me that... um, well, let's say this. Uh, Keaton Slovis probably not going to play again this week. And I thought that maybe going up against West Virginia's defense last week, that BYU might be able to get some things rolling, even with that backup quarterback. Because I thought the backup quarterback was going to be all right. It's, uh, LFG was in the chat. He said, Duke's offense, good gravy. Uh, you thought that was bad. I mean, take a look at this one. Like, BYU's offense for the full... This is full season. Number 124 PPA per drive on offense. The number 112 predicted points added per pass. Number 124 per rush. They're number 132 in rushing success rate. Number 125 in passing success rate. I've never seen a BYU offense this bad in my life. This is terrible. And yet, it is what it is. Uh, so full season, obviously, this offense going up against this Iowa State defense, uh, that's that's rough. That's no good. But why would this number be seven if, uh, if my number says it should be about 2.75? My power rating has it four. 
So what's the deal? Well, let's look over the past four weeks. If it was possible to get worse, BYU did it. They have actually gotten worse. The BYU defense was not as bad, uh, but they've gotten worse over the past four weeks. The Iowa State offense has gotten better over the past four weeks. Uh, this is... <laughs> Mark Tone said, Seekers, this is a pass for us. Well, yeah, there's some people that it's uh, that is not. But look, BYU does cover the spread at home, but without their quarterback, I don't know. LFG said uh, BYU's quarterback, too, was halfway decent. He wasn't last week. I mean, he couldn't score against West Virginia's defense, and that defense is atrocious. So, it's this one's this one's tough. I mean, it's gone from six and a half all the way up to eight. Um, my last four weeks numbers have got at 12.2. I don't know how anybody can bet on BYU, and yet, here I am going with the BYU gut feel I'm going back to BYU plus the eight. It's more than a touchdown. I don't like Iowa State because this is... Let's pull up the number again. Look at the uh, drives per game. Number 100 for Iowa State in the last four weeks. They they only have 11.33 drives per game. They're not going to score that much on them because if you look at what they do on offense, uh, even against a bad defense... They don't score points. They're number 103 in points per scoring opportunity. BYU is number 29 in points per scoring opportunity on defense. So as bad as the efficiency numbers are, uh, I still think that BYU can keep this low scoring and whatnot. And if it's more than a touchdown, I'm going to take, I'll take the BYU Vampires. We've talked about that on this show before. So BYU plays better at night and they play better at home. That's the way it goes. James said, no, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> I got to do it. I got to take BYU again. This not, Iowa State shouldn't be favored by eight over anybody. This team went and lost to Ohio. I mean, what are we talking about? So BYU plus the eight on that one. Last one, and uh, this is one of the more fun games of the entire day. Fresno State goes to San Jose State, and this one is a 9.30 p.m. Central Time kick on CBS Sports Network. And this one's a pick 'em. Total of 56 on this one. Um, let's pull up the numbers. Let's not screw around with this. My numbers are like Fresno over the full season. Um, Fresno was a one and a half point favorite. I'm I'm curious. Um, I'm very curious on this because I I think. Like, my model, we're, we're simpatico most of the time, right? Fresno State for the full season, yes, it totally makes sense why they would be favored over San Jose State, right? And I get it. Like, you look at this uh, offense for Fresno, really good throwing the ball. San Jose State's defense, really bad at stopping the pass. Uh, they're really bad at stopping the run, but Fresno doesn't run the ball that much. It's like 36% of the time. Uh, both of these teams do not turn the ball over. They are really good at generating turnovers, but they don't turn the ball over. So neither one of them commits a lot of penalties. These are two well-coached teams. You look over the last four weeks, and it's got Fresno favored by 12. The Fresno defense is worse against the pass now. They're better against the run than they were, but you go down here, and 
San Jose State is better against the pass now, and Fresno's not as good. So, I my model loves loves Fresno for some reason. Has them favored by twelve. That's I love this. Mark said, uh, "Side bet seekers, don't you do it?" <laughs> he said, "Gary, don't do it." Um, look, I'm I'm just going to tell you what I think. I think I'm going to side with the model here. I think Fresno State is a better football team overall. Mikey Keene is back from injury. This team, you know, would you call it a letdown spot? Like I don't think I would. Here, let's pull up the uh, let's pull up the full stats so you can see over the past four weeks. Um, I I don't see why my model loves Fresno as much. Um, and as far as like a look ahead or or something like that, yeah, Fresno. You know they're coming off of um, they're coming off a win against Boise, so maybe this is a letdown. But I mean, I don't, I don't see why it would be. They play New Mexico next week. It's not a look ahead. I mean, then they got San Diego State. I just, yeah, uh, LFG said, uh, yeah, that I'm Spartans curious. I am. Um, Drew said this is a rivalry game between the two teams, but and it is somewhat. But I just I don't I can't figure this one out. I can't figure out why my model loves Fresno so much more now because if you look the number sixty nine PPA margin San Jose State. Now I will tell you this: it does take into account who you have played in the past four weeks, and Fresno, of course, has played. Uh, let's see. In the past four weeks, they played Boise State, UNLV, at Wyoming. I mean, just, you know, like it's it's been, their past four games have been against pretty tough competition. Um, on the other side, you know, San Jose State, who they have played is at Hawaii, Utah State, New Mexico, and uh, before that it was at Boise. So maybe that's it. Maybe that takes it into account. But I, I got to tell you, uh, I'm going to go with the team that I trust the most. And Brent Brendan, I apologize, but I'm going to take Fresno. Uh, Fresno as a pick on the road. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Drew jumped in. Lobos will never be a look ahead. You are 100% correct on that. <laughs> I couldn't stress that anymore if I tried. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. All right, let's, uh, let's jump into uh, the recap right quick. Recap on this one. Going to take North Texas plus the 17. 
uh, because we think that the SMU quarterback, even if he does play, may not be 100%. Uh, going to take, uh, and SMU look at spot, of course. Going to take UNLV minus the five and a half at home against uh, Wyoming. Going to take Nebraska plus two at home against Maryland because I think that Maryland has dropped off. I like that Nebraska defense. Uh, BC plus one and a half at home against Virginia Tech. I like Texas Tech plus four at Kansas. Give me Old Dominion plus 13 and a half at Liberty. Arizona minus 10 and a half at Colorado. NC State minus the two and a half at Wake Forest, uh, regardless of the quarterback situation there. Give me Memphis minus the nine at Charlotte. I will take Kansas State to cover 20 and a half at home against Baylor. I like Minnesota plus one on the road at Purdue. Uh, I like Oklahoma State minus two and a half at UCF. Give me Arkansas minus two and a half against Auburn. Houston minus two and a half against Cincinnati. I'll take Michigan State plus 31 and a half against Ohio State. Mississippi State plus 18 and a half against Texas A&M. Texas minus 10 and a half against TCU. UNC, North Carolina minus 13 and a half. Uh, I will, against Duke, excuse me, BYU plus eight at home against Iowa State, and I will take Fresno on the road as a pick em. All right. The show has gone on long enough. I'm done. Stick around here in the next hour and a half or hour and 40 minutes. Uh, Three Dog Thursday is going to be on the Winning Cures channel with TJ Reeves. We appreciate you guys supporting that show as well. And uh, I, I appreciate you guys. Uh, let's see. Dom says, Gary, what does your number have on Bama? Uh it's it's got it around where it is. I just believe that Bama's going to win this game by like seventeen to twenty one. That's what I think. So we shall see. Uh, I go check out the Bet US College Football Show. Do us that favor if if you don't already watch over there. Do me that favor. Make sure you are subscribed to that channel. You can find them in the link. Drew said, "Great show, Gary. Uh, gave a lot of key information. Thanks, sir. Uh, blame you being late uh, on on DJ Better. Yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> That's what we're going to blame it on. Uh, stayed up too late watching action. That's what it was. Uh, yes, you guys are fantastic. I appreciate all of you in the chat. Y'all are a lot of fun to interact with. I certainly appreciate it. Uh, of course, the Bet U.S. College Football Show, Three Dog Thursday, uh, buymeacoffee.com slash winning cures. Uh, what else have we got? Follow me on Telegram. I'll be posting the plays that I already made this week over there, and uh, and I'll be adding some between now and, of course, Saturday morning. Um, and, of course, all the socials. Instagram, TikTok, that's at GaryWCE, and I'm on Twitter, at Winning Cures. Whew, I'm going to get back to this baby. You guys are fantastic. All right, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. God bless college football, and hopefully all of your tickets cash this week. Thanks for listening to Winning Cures Everything. Make sure and follow me on Twitter, at GaryWCE. If you want to toss in a question, you can email me, Gary at winningcureseverything.com. Make sure and hit that subscribe button, and we'll see you next time.